It's a lot of fun. Keep it fun. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the UK Packers Podcast. As usual, I'm your host. That's Stay Diddy. Wow. Well, you nearly fell off like... the chair there. You I nearly you see... fell off the chair there in that one. Nice. What I, what I get wrong, what I get wrong is that I say at Stay Diddy and then I go bonkers and I don't add in yeah. the NFL. So there's some guy at Stay Diddy out there who sometimes gets tagged instead of me. Let me do this again. Hello, everybody. Welcome to UK Packers Podcast. As usual, I'm your host. That's Stay NFL. And as usual, I'm joined by my host. At Daryl J. O'Brien. And people yeah. got to see your face uh, this week. Mm. Yeah, there was lots of tomfoolery. Lots of plenty. And we got to see um, your comedic acting. My comedic chops. Yeah, I'm amazing. I don't know why I paused. That was for comedic effect. Effect. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm hilarious. I'm, so I'm, a laugh, I'm a laugh a minute. How great was it, right? And let's give people a bit of insight here. You are now in Ireland um, from the... Cayman Islands. Cayman Islands and uh, you, it's the time that we've actually been on the same time zone where you think yeah. it would have been convenient and we missed the podcast which doesn't yeah, happen very much what's that we did five I times look. in five years yeah and it's actually your fault why I don't know I just <laughs> just oh, I'm, I'm not going to blame me big brother I've had, my, I've had yeah. my fun yeah, it's down to you um, look we need to fill people in on anyway some... no but beforehand beforehand oh. happy trouserless Thursday indeed yeah I thought it was No Pants Wednesday. I've been doing No Pants Wednesday. I've been doing topless Tuesdays and um, trouserless ah. Thursdays. I've been shortless Saturdays. Shortless nice Saturdays. Nice cacks, by the way. Nice cacks. Thanks. Um, they're not cacks. They're um, completely in the na- in the nip. So let's. Um, <laughs> I, you see, there's things like that. I don't know whether get left in, and then I listen back nah, to them. Leave it, in. Listen, leave, ah, it leave, in. leave it in. Like they leave said about the DL Club Orange. Leave the bits in. Leave them as we bits like to in. say. Um, we've got. We're, look, we're going to do a quick recap of mini camp. Um, uh, oh, I forgot. Actually, I should. We have to do a new intro. I think because oh, we really? listen to a couple of podcasts and they all, they, yeah, because they all say stuff like, "Welcome to the podcast, making you smarter than everybody else," uh, or uh, something like, uh, "You don't know what's going on, but we do." You know, stuff like that. Wow. So yeah. The, so, oh, yeah. so we're going to condescend to all our beautiful listeners. Well done, guys. I th- to, well, some of them do. I think we have to. We have to come off the top of the. Yeah, I think that's what right. We well, do. reading the headlines this week, um, <laughs> really, they are <laughs> exactly. Thanks very much. That's uh, but we've got to. Uh, thanks, we've got to go through some of the headlines, dear. Look, mm. I mean, I'm obviously being a Packers fan. You read everything you can, but this off-season stuff mm. is the one I'm going to lead with is um, from Matt Schneidman. 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 Yeah, Schneidman. Matt Schneidman. He uh, he had a piece. <laughs> can we ever now, look, get him on the podcast again? Anyway. No, I don't think he'll ever want to, but I mean, I love Schneidy, right? Yeah, go on. But Jordan Love is on fire. Mm. Great. So he went well in training on Wednesday. He received shoulder bumps and fanning offs from the coaches Mm. because he was on fire. I've had a few F offs from coaches before. Never, never were they fanning offs. No, Um, no, definitely no fanning. I mean, you know, there's a whole fire safety protocol uh, for this type of thing. But yeah, I mean, the the franchise is saved effectively is what we're saying um, because we've one day of good quarterback play, which was followed by, you know, a day of bad quarterback play. But like, let's not talk about the bad and let's stick with the goal. But before we get there, though, before we even get into the headlines, because, you know, we've body language to read, by the way. I have a whole case study on body language. Here comes the body language expert again. Thank you. 
Thank you. I studied uh, for many a year um, to get that accolade. I appreciate it. What, the, creeping um, on people? Just creeping? Yes. Uh, fold your hands. Cross. Uh, frown. Not happy. Smile. Sometimes. Happy. Sometimes. Angry. So what what Stick am I doing Stick your middle right finger up. Yeah. Uh, yeah yes, you you're not happy. You want me to move along. Um, so look, yeah. the, the tour, we've never had to limit it before. And I won't wax too lyrical about this. Um, but... <laughs> We have to limit it now because it's gone so wild um, and the interest what? has been so large um, is that we actually have to limit the spaces solely because, and this isn't some marketing ploy, as I say, we're a fan club. Are you, trying to, are you trying to find a way of telling me I'm not going now? Kind of, yeah. Or <laughs> can you drive a bus? Plane? Uh, I, well, I can, but I don't think anyone's going to want to be in it with me. That's the Hang problem. Hang on. Oh, flatulence. Ah! I know, I know what you mean. Uh, there's that whole joke my uncle died doing what he loved and then the rest of the people on the bus weren't as happy you know that whole thing yeah um, anyway yeah. Um, what's that Les Dennis I see a guy he's Les Dennis we see a football player I don't know um, just, <laughs> he just sounds like some kind of English comedian he's probably an English comedian from like 1707 yeah um, yeah so that's selling out the reason it's selling out is is because we can only fit 35 people on the bus and if we've more than that uh, we will have to do that whole scene you know where people were ramming each other onto the tube and they're kind of yeah. hanging on top and out the sides so we don't want any of that type of stuff there is legal regulations so do get in contact with Ben sooner rather than later 250 secures your spot again I'm not scaremongering that's how it is patreon.com forward slash UK Packers I managed to pack up Daryl the Brett Farr photo it wasn't easy bro and I went up in a cold sweat I wouldn't imagine I mean that's like wrapping a house it's massive it's big um, um, really big we I say Patreon or Patreon I just want to know Patreon or Patreon well, you're a patron. You're a patron on Patreon. That's what I'm going with. So I think Patreon, because mm. now the guys from Patreon have said it's either, which is a bit of a cop out. Like, pick one, guys. Did they? And I, I think it would have to be Patreon. Yeah, they said you can. They can be either. And I said, no, you can't do that. You can't. So, but you, you can't be doing that. You can't be doing that. We got some nice things, but as you say, this is what I will say about minicamp, Daryl. It's. It's mandatory minicamp, so we had all this stuff about how they're going to fine Aaron Rodgers now. 98 grand or 92 grand or something. Do you think, do you think they'll make him pay it? Who knows? No. Like, the thing is, if, if they genuinely f- want him back, they have the right to do it. They're not going to raise it with him. But what I would say is, I saw an article on The Athletic. It was by a guy called Samson. I don't even think it was Schneiden. It was someone else. And he was talking about stuff that... The, it came out a couple of days ago. And they're like, here's the stuff that they shouldn't do. You know, they shouldn't uh, big up Jordan Love and put out sound bites and all yeah. that. And I'm kind of thinking, hold on. Like, Aaron Rodgers has been sort of firing shots and using proxies and coming out yeah, with yeah. sort of all of this lark. So... Yeah, and the thing was, look, if you look at the Jordan Love uh, interview, which was a good one, by the way, um, he looked peed off for most of it um, because he kept getting asked about Aaron Rodgers, which must have been annoying. Um, But for him, like, they talked about how the fact that his confidence had built up and then he could perform. And even the media, some of them who are spinning manky narratives about, you know, it's not too early for Jordan Love, he's a bust already and all this type of stuff. Um, and they ask him about like, oh, do you get distracted by that stuff? And he was like, no, nah, I tried to block it out. Like he's a young lad. He's not, there's no, no way he's blocking it out. He has a team who no. tries to probably filter what he sees, but he's still young. He's still on social media. He's going to see it. Um, so he talked a lot about like building up his confidence and just controlling what he can control. So of course this stuff has a negative connotation for him. Um, but, you know, and that's the whole thing about his good play is that they're trying to build him up now into something like, oh, it's incredible. But what I would say is about minicamp, is it's this is installation station time. This is yeah. where they're installing stuff on offense and defense, 
they're not playing each other as they would in a normal circumstance. So Matt LaFleur kind of alluded to that and he said that, look, the plays that he made, the opportunity was there to make them. It's against a really tough defense, but they're both installing at the moment. So for instance, if you were working on, uh, we were both doing soccer drills and you were a goalie, but you were working on your oh, corner. Why am I the goalie? You know, why am I always then, the goalie? I don't want to always be the goalie. It's... it's it's the easiest analogy, right? Um, and you're the goalie. You're working on your corner drills where you're running out and punching the ball away. But I'm practicing penals. I'm going to stick the ball in the net a couple of times because we're not doing like for like. Yeah. And that's kind of the way it is here. You can't read too yeah. much into poor play. You can't read too much into good play. But it is the fact that he has good ball placement and accuracy is good because the amount of videos we saw whizzing around Daryl of him not being able to hit the net and all of the rigmarole and drama, false drama around that. So it's good to see some good news coming out of yeah. camp. but honestly, take it with a pinch of salt is what we're saying. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, it was Ryan Wood and Packers News today are led with, with, with this ridiculous headline of Jordan Love says he'll be 100% ready to be the Packers starting quarterback. I'd hope so. Mm. At a bare minimum. What's he supposed to say? It's not news. Yeah. Will you be ready to play if you're asked to play? Uh, no, probably not. D- don't think so. Of course you're going to be ready. <laughs> yeah, probably not, no. Of course oh. he's ready. He's mad for it. Imagine that with your boss, though. Um, but again, going to the... If they're saying, yeah, like, yeah, would you already start a job in two weeks? Nah, I don't think so. Maybe mm. in a couple of months I'll, I'll bed down. But otherwise, I'm just going to read the paper and scratch my arse. Yeah. So, I mean, that'd be the last job you'd do. But, I mean, if you think of... So, I mean, the Aaron Rodgers thing, again, and Mike Sando has a piece. Uh, uh, I think it's in the Atlantic as well. But he's saying, you know, I mean, A-Rod said things like, oh, you know, the Packers front office haven't done things the right way. What? You know, yeah. and there's people saying, "Oh, this is what we're going to do to get him back. This is how you're going to have to get Aaron Rodgers back." Well, that's all completely circumspect stuff because you nobody has any idea what exactly his beef is. No one knows exactly what it is that's annoying. And when we all know what the things are, when we all know what would annoy you if you're a quarterback, you know, signing Jordan Love, and then he has the best MVP season. But I mean, you know, but the one thing that sort of and I think this is what the organisation are doing, is they're just playing it cool. They're not coming out, as you say, with loads of sound bites about how amazing Jordan Love is and he's going to be, in, we're going to get another, you know, third straight, um, you know, Hall of Fame quarterback. They're not saying anything like that. They're just saying he's going well, he's doing what he should be doing. You know, I think that's the way to play this, is stay cool, stay calm, take the higher road with Aaron Rodgers. Let him come to you. Let him say what he wants. I mean, there's a couple of things you do here. You trade him, you keep him. You ignore him, you know, but what you certainly don't want to do is let him go and have him win a Super Bowl with someone else. I mean, it, what it reminds me, the analogy here is sort of Peyton Manning back in 2012 when they left the Colts. He goes on to Denver, you know, and the rest is history. And, you know, the other thing that's very similar here is he was an MVP quarterback coming off that season as well. So that's the danger. He stays with Green Bay. He has a fair chance of winning a Super Bowl. You know, let's face it. The reason we didn't get into the Super Bowl last year was probably mostly down to bad play from him. Yeah, I mean, it's de- that's definitely in the mix. And, you know, what I'm kind of tired of is, is people that say, oh, well, he's made him out and said this. So that must be he must have okayed that. And you're like, oh, no, that's not, not, that's not how it works yeah. at all. I have, an ex- no. I have an example of that. Right. So we got to know this journalist in Green Bay, a prominent journalist there. And he'd come over, it was sort of all pally or whatever. And then he came over and he sent a, it was a text or a DM just saying, oh, hey, lads, you know, blah, blah, blah. What do you think about blah, blah, blah. And we answered him. And without telling us, that just ended up in an article. Now, obviously, we didn't say anything bad because, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't that type of way. But it was a real caveat in the sense of, Jesus, like you can tell something to someone thinking you're being friendly and then all of a sudden it, it leaks out. Now, again, and as well as that, people give way too much credit to 
Uh, and I don't mean this in a bad way to Rodgers and just how smart he is it was kind of what they did with Bill Belichick remember where they kept yeah. saying oh wait yeah. Bill does is calculated and then he came out and said like look we moved to Cam Newton and we paid him that money not because we're geniuses and we waited so that we could nab him at the right price he said we just didn't have any money you know yeah. and no one was interested in Cam and the way it all fell yeah, yeah. so he was saying like look I can only work with what I have so then the veil started to fall from Belichick where people were like oh actually maybe he doesn't have control over every single situation like the weather out Side. And that's the same with Aaron Rodgers. I think people put too much stock into, oh, he's so smart. Like what he says to someone he knows that's going to get in here and do this, that. And he's just a guy trying to figure stuff out. I think, honestly, I think probably what it comes to with him, it could come to two things, right? And we get off the topic because it does get very boring. Uh, but I think what it comes to is, is like, you know, number one, he really does want to come back to the Packers. He wants them to commit to him full time. They weren't willing mm. to do that. Then he had that performance and then maybe they backtracked a little bit. He spotted and smelled weakness and now he wants what's in his best interest and also to stay in Green Bay and all that kind of stuff. That's yeah. fine. The other thing that I don't like, Daryl, is, and this could easily be a possibility, and I'm not blaming anyone here, he's moved to a different phase of his life. So he effectively wants to move somewhere else and do something different with his life. And it doesn't suit him anymore to be in Green Bay doing what he's doing. So he's trying to force a trade the same as any other sort of employee would do. And I think we all get in our feelings too much about like loyalty and this, that and the other. But I mean, yeah. there, you know, there's there's plenty of picture out there of someone with like a, just one guy with a Niners tattoo on his arm and he's leaning against it, but he's wearing a Seahawks jersey because it's that <laughs> good. You know, like that happens all the time. I mean, people does, yeah. look at footballers, look at any team Robbie Keane ever signed for. He was like, oh, this is my childhood dream. <laughs> you kind of like yeah. going, how many, like I know you're a child and yeah. like how many dreams have you time. had exactly yeah. like he must have been dreaming every single night of a different team because the amount of teams he, he'd hop to maybe that's the case and it is unfair that the fan base is being sort of ripped apart because I, I really don't like the I told you so There's these boys who sit there on the sidelines and they do nothing but moan constantly and all they want to do is the team to go and feck up so that they can turn around and say oh I see I told I was right about this you know and there's loads of these lads out there that anything happens like it's the lads who look back to previous drafts and they say, oh, well, they took this player at 15 and if they yeah. would have traded up to 13 and got this player, then traded him for... And they come up with all these hypotheticals. Bro, it is what yeah. it is. And they've made the yeah. decisions that they've made. No, they're not always correct. But there there comes a time where you just need to move on. But I have a few drops that I want to do. If there's, if there's anything else Go you want to say about that, if not, we can probably... Right, so look... There were some good questions asked. There were some bad questions asked. There were some questions that I edited deliberately so that they cut and, uh, off in a weird place. We discussed some of Jordan's deep balls today. So we can talk about that question, but we should probably move on. Now, I looked at body language, right? Um, and I paid for a drop before, like a, a sort of thing that I could do on, on records. Um, this is one that I did myself, Daryl. And this is the new body language drop. It's probably only going to last one week, as, as most things do. Um, but the, the quality of this, and see if you can spot where I edited in my lyrics um, into this new body language drop. Language. <laughs> Language. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that you would is have to seamless. <laughs> I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> like, you wouldn't believe I deliberately peeked out my vocals on that just to make it extra bad. Um, so look, this is we're going to be reading body language here, um, and there's, there's some really good. Um, there's some really good sort of sound bites that we have, but my favorite one by far, Daryl, is one where Matt Lafleur, because you know where he sort of sits on the fence yeah. and takes all the blame for everything, and he it doesn't commit anything. Offense. I'm gonna play you a sound drop from Matt Lafleur's presser, right? 
and I'm going to let you listen to him sort of realise what he said and try backtrack a little bit. And mm-hmm. then I'm going to play you an identical uh, clip from something else, which I think bears quite a resemblance. Right. Here's, the, here's Matt LaFleur. Just, you know, that, that room in particular, like many other rooms, I think... Uh, <laughs> That room, but great like guys all of, that come all of the to work rooms, and, like and cheer for one another. Um, and if you watch that clip, right, when he says that room in particular and then realizes, oh, it might alienate some guys. Let me see if this matches up exactly. Now walking. Look at them there. Look out there, Mary. Doesn't Mary have a lovely bottom? Careful there, Ted. That might offend the gargoyles. Right. Of course. They all have lovely bottoms. So, Daryl, yeah. he's like AJ Dillon has a lovely bottom, but all yeah. of the oh, rooms. Oh no, they all, they all have lovely bottoms. Have lovely bottoms. Yeah, I mean the sentiment, the sentiment um, Yeah. What did you think of the presser then? Like, did you did you tune in to Matt Lafleur or Jordan yeah. Love or Devin Funches well, I like, yeah, or any I, of these boys? Yes, I was listening to. I, I got most of it, especially Lafleur's, because I love. St- I love reading between the stuff he doesn't say because that's how LaFleur <laughs> operates. Like all good managers, yeah. it's not what he says, it's what he doesn't say or it's what he goes to... He, to be fair to him, he's very good. You can see the wheel turning. He he can mm. see, he formulates what he... What the need, I suppose what, what initially would come out of anyone's mouth. He stops before he starts and you can see he starts tra- throwing out all the same tropes. So it's much of a muchness. Um, what, I, what I suppose, what I was looking forward to to getting some and this is of course back to your body language expertise oh a lot oh, of do I, what do it La- no i don't we probably don't have time oh, no, no, I I think, like, we don't have time language ideal yeah. perfect go on sorry but that's what i was more concerned about <laughs> any trouble that's going to be in the camp already because i mean you're looking yeah. at Devonte, who's come out and he's you know nailed his colors firmly to the a-rod mast and I was sort of, again, I'm looking for too much of these press conferences, but I'm just waiting to see if I could get any notice of any unrest because that's the risk here. The risk mm. here is that this guy pulls all these fully little jokes and tropes and splits the camp down the middle because there are going to be people that are very loyal to him, like Devontae Adams, because let's face it, Devontae wouldn't be Devontae unless he had A-Rod there. So that's my concern at the minute. And I was really interested in the press conference to see if I noticed anything outside of the just mundane. And to be fair, no. I didn't notice any, I didn't get anything yeah. that there was anything going on. Well, what was a nice touch uh, for me and, and again, looking into the body language stuff, it's more so reading between the lines because look, there, there was a very real problem here um, and mm. it, like they wouldn't leave Jordan alone uh, asking him yeah. about it. Yeah. Uh, they fired a good few questions on Matt LaFleur. Um, they talked to Devin Funches about it uh, and I'll get into that now in a second. So like, you know, this is at the forefront of everybody's mind, obviously, you know, and from what Ian Rampaport has come out and said, um, for NFL Network versus Adam Schefter for ESPN, he's you yeah. know basically saying that nothing nothing changed. I mean, it's just that they tried to drop these bombs, um, and the, the negotiations were going on, but effectively the situation hasn't really changed, and that Aaron yeah. Rodgers is stubborn, is kind of digging his heels in. But there is a there's a massive problem here, and of course they're going to ask. But a, a really interesting thing with Devontae Adams was, and a quote that he said, and it's one of the things actually that I didn't have time to pull before today's show. He talks about, like, we all know how uh, important loyalty is to Aaron. Mm. So that's why he almost said, like, that's why you have to come out yeah. and defend him. Yeah. And it seems like, because yeah. we know that Aaron Rodgers took it um, to heart when his players defended him when he got like, hit late over the years. And that's one of the things he always mentioned after. And he, there was one time he was almost in tears where he was talking about it, it meant so much to the guys that when yeah, he got right. clobbered that they jumped up and sort of start squaring off with the other team. And that shows yeah. loyalty. It's no, it's no surprise if you get into Aaron's clique 
Ron Aaron's good side well then he's, he's going to probably treat you differently than other people yeah. now you know you can read into my comments now and do the body language thing and say oh what I'm saying but it, it's no one thing like he has his buddies and he has his mates yeah. and Bakhtiari's one of them he hangs out with outside Randall Cobb was one Jordy Nelson was another uh, as you say Devontae is the other but sometimes I, I think with him it feels like you know you have to have that loyal that undying loyalty that unconditional love for him or he kind of I don't know whether he gives you the cold shoulder or I don't know whether he treats it differently. I'm not sure, but that mm. was interesting. But at the same time, showing a very mature response, as you'd expect from Tay, to say, look, you know, we stick by Jordan. He's here now. Aaron's has stuff going on. Um, we've told Jordan that we're behind him 100% of the way and we're going to play yeah. for him. And finally, there are just, you know, that's what Matt LaFleur had said, is that, yes, Jordan had a good day. Let's not get too carried away. The highs are not, you know, don't go too high with them. Don't go too low. Yeah, yeah. But what he would say is, is it's down to the other players to give Jordan Love his good day. It's not only mm-hmm. all falling on Jordan Love. And you can imagine, and I don't think they'd ever do it because everyone's job is at stake here and the team's success, that they'd ever sort of like, you know, deliberately not put in a full effort. Now, Aaron would probably hand your ass to you and he has done with the rookies before when he sees them being what he deems as lackluster. And that's something that I'd say Jordan Love obviously is not going to do. Um, so I don't think that situation could be corrected if it sort of started to eke out a little bit that people sort of stepped off the throttle a little bit but that's the job of the coaching staff as well you know so um, they said they're going to play for him and Matt LaFleur is expecting that it's kind of like what Admiral uh, Nelson uh, turned around and said where he was like you know England expects you to do your best or whatever so that's it's yeah, the same to do your as, duty. as yeah. this to do your duty so that's what Matt LaFleur who's steering this ship is saying the same is that you know you're expected to do your duty whether he's here or not now here's the um, here's the li- here's the sting from Funches and he made no bones about what his situation was. Man, you can go back two years ago when I was in Indy and found out in third, fourth quarter when Andrew Luck retired. So going into this situation, I've already learned from a, a situation by leaving a, a Hall of Fame quarterback who retired on me. So to go into this situation, it's the next man up and everybody needs to stop thinking about everything and everybody needs to understand, mind each other's business, and we play with the 11 that we have in the building. So he was quite categorical, Daryl. I mean, yeah, so level-headed, so level-headed, you know, but he's a man that's been there and done that. And thankfully, yeah. that's what uh, the Packers team kind of has a lot of now, um, a lot of old heads. I mean, even they've just signed, you know, veteran Devondre Campbell as well. So it's, you'd, it's kind of nice, to, instead of having a load of rookies who are headless, you've actually got a good few guys in there who are able level-headed and come out with things like, just get on with your job, you know, yeah. do what's best for the team. Yep, uh, back to Ari said it, uh, Devontae Adams said it, Funches said it, and they made no bones about coming out and saying, look, this is what it is. They asked Aaron yeah. Jones, uh, I think it was last week or the week before, you know, would that have impacted your decision to stay? And he said, no, Green Bay has been it. It's got nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers. He didn't say it in a disrespectful way. But at the end of the day, it is a business. And if Aaron Rodgers mm. is, is having complications behind the scenes, I think it's in everybody's best interest to try and mend that or whatever. But there will come a stage where you know and it has happened and Mark Murphy alluded to it is that it has split the fan base because yeah. and it, and it's funny as well right so on on one side you know Mark Murphy's like protecting I feel and shielding Aaron Rodgers by saying the best thing they can do is stay quiet while also addressing the situation yeah. head on so it's like the yeah, Packers yeah. have been the only team that have actually got the cojones to turn around and say yes there is an issue yes we're working through it pleading with him and begging with him which is you know, some people deem as a bad look. And then Aaron Rodgers is the one who's 
not saying anything and I can't blame him for his friends leaking stuff out no. or whatever because he literally hasn't said anything so you can't sort of say oh he's the bad guy and all of this but at the same time it's it's radio silence now maybe it is a good idea because if he says something that he can't take back fine but if he's so smart and calculating as people say he is uh, well then he shouldn't really be um, in that situation I guess but it just goes yeah, to show it's it's it was evident there I wasn't it, with the Funches presser. He talked about how a family member passed away, how he doesn't feel that the, anybody in the media would be able to handle basically what he went through. Daryl, this is a game about people and not just about contracts, yeah, really. At true. the end of the day, that's right. I mean, you know, when you look at it, this this is a bunch of people that want to do their best job. So they're in the middle of they're stuck in this. They're making the best of the situation that they have. It's a bit like anyone in a workplace that starts to make trouble. It upsets the apple cart to a degree. But what you end up doing sometimes actually galvanizes everybody yeah. else to pull together and I have a feeling that's what's going to happen here if this keeps trundling on and if it's a case that Rogers can maintains this radio silence it will get worse for him like there are those that say you know there's obviously something going on as back channel talk going on people who support Rogers and all this but I have a feeling that support will wane mm. if he keeps digging his heels in and this uncertainty drags on for you know for, for any longer if this goes on for another few weeks I can imagine those that are currently behind Rogers might not be so behind him yeah, and look, this is the misconception out there because the fan base, like, you're called a homer if you're like, oh, the Packers for life, you know, we don't care who it is. And people are like, oh, yeah, let's see now how you feel when Aaron goes and we suck for 50 years. And you're kind of thinking, you do know that if you have an opinion about, like, we're going to be a fan for life, we're going to march on, doesn't mean you have any sway in whether... Aaron's not going to read your comment and go, ah, oh, right, I'm going to pack it in and that's all <laughs> Steve's fault. Yeah, you know, oh, no. The one yeah. is if we're making the decision here, as if, like, yeah. you know, by us choosing to process it, deal with it and see it from a real life perspective, I think, is that somehow we're to blame if he goes yeah. and that they can sort yeah. of go, I told you so after it all happened. What type of fan comes around and goes, I told you so after it happened? to be like, yeah, well, this is what they should have done. I really don't care. You know, I don't. The thing yeah. is, is that, look, if Aaron Rodgers isn't happy and he wants to move on, you have to draw a line in the sand here eventually and yeah. say, yeah, and let him go. You can't force the guy to play. As look, you said at the fine, top of the show, couple of options and they have to pick one yeah. at the end of the day they will have to pick one like and the other thing is like if you want to be a fan if you're an Aaron Rodgers fan fine but if you're a Packers fan you're a Packers fan no matter who's yeah. in the quarterback position there's people I mean we've been a Packers fans before Aaron Rodgers and we will be after him as well he will go, it naturally comes to an end be it an explosion or just a whimper it's going to end yeah look the Lambeau Field's been sold out since Lombardi and they went yeah. through some really bad times after yeah. Lombardi left pretty much the minute he left um, mm. it was awful uh, until you know Homegrown comes in and Ron Wolf and the rest is history but you know again the blame is always like oh look at the Fairweather fans and oh yeah let's see how happy you are look we're going to dig our heels and we're going to do this podcast even if yeah. we wallow around the bottom of the NFC North it doesn't we're, as you say we're not Aaron Rodgers fans you know we like the guy he's and the thing yeah. about it as well is I have to laugh they're always like yeah well they have to move on to love only when he's ready to fill in the shoes let me just clarify this no one no one no. fills in Aaron Rodgers' shoes. No. Nobody. Whoever was to come after Aaron Rodgers, even if it was like Brett Favre Jr., whoever comes in after Aaron Rodgers, they're never going to fill his shoes and they're never going to sustain that level of play. And it's very easy to look at Patrick Mahomes or someone like that and go, yo, well, look what they have. And like, going, yeah, they have, like we have, a one in a million guy who fits the system, uh, has the maturity, had the... Uh, ability to sit behind Alex Smith to mature a good play caller all of this stuff has to come together for you to have longevity uh, we saw Drew Brees what he had with the Chargers and then when he goes off to the Saints and all that kind of stuff um, so look it's you're never going to fill the shoes you just have to do the best with what you have um, and if that's the case no one's saying Jordan Love is ready of course he's not ready he's after admitting himself that um, he you know he, he's not ready to fit in but Daryl are we expecting too much and by that I say this understand that 
nobody's ready to crown him the next coming of Jesus Christ. But what does a day like today do for a 22-year-old who hasn't had many snaps, even if it's only just from a confidence and energy standpoint with coaches fanning him off and guys supporting him out there? Are you talking about Jordan? Yes. Daryl, I know we want the next Aaron Rodgers, but are we pushing the bar that high that we want the Messiah himself to come down? Can he play quarterback, by the way? <laughs> He's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's gone stratospheric at this point. But, you know, the, mm. I kind of feel sorry for him as well. When you're signed and then you're left effectively sit on the bench for two years. I mean, it's just, no matter what you do, they're going to pick you apart now. It's different if you draft mm. him in next week and he plays fine. But this guy, has, it's a bit of a pressure cooker of expectations sitting under him. So I kind of feel sorry for him in all sorts of different ways. Not alone mm. is he going to eventually start but he's going to have all this expectation. You know, if he looks left going on, people go, oh, no, he's after looking left. What does that mean? Maybe he's not ready. He looks yeah. spooked. You know, the guy can't win. But I mean, we, we do know now, though, though, the one thing that has been confirmed that the, the sequel to Jesus Christ Superstar is Jesus Christ Jordan Love. And that's the, yeah. I mean, it's unconventional. They didn't expect it. But um, he's, uh, what we hear, very good at Hail Mary's. So the other one that's coming out, Daryl, is Jairi Alexander's looking big. Um, Funch yeah. is looking very big. Um. Uh, you know, so th- we have guys that are coming back in great shape here. But again, what can you take from minicamp? Stuff like that. Look at that guy. Yeah. He's got He's big, big muscles now. now. He's yeah. tall. He's been um, in the gym a bit. Yeah, that's basically it. Because as I said, that you know, the Packers are going through certain installs, certain looks. It's the same with preseason, um, which is another thing that, you know, had Jordan Love just went in and did his business last year um, and then this year went in again, you might be able to see improvement. But again, I remind people all the time, Brett Hundley, he was the MVP yeah. of the preseason every single year. And when he was brought in and they were like, oh, he's ideal, he'll absolute slot in pants. there. And, yeah, absolute pants. Um, so th- that is what it is. So there's no, for me anyway, I don't think there's a whole lot to take from it. Again, the, you know, no. when it comes to training camp and if there's a sit out there, well, then the saga will drag on that way. But for the moment, it looks like Daryl, the Packers are in relatively good shape mentally, I yeah. would imagine, saying that, look, it's next man up. We're going to play with who we have. And it is good. And there is a silver lining in the sense that Jordan Love is now actually getting meaning full snaps with the starting wide receivers which is the best thing to come out of this that's that's what I was going to say yeah that's basically and that's because the, the only takeaway I got from this mini camp is one there doesn't look to be any eruptions but two Jordan Love's actually getting to practice the playbook for real yeah. that Meaningful cannot reps. be a bad thing even if A-Rod no. comes back it cannot be a bad thing to have Love up to speed imagine going in cold that was my fear for Love is that you know you drag him in and something goes wrong with Adair he gets injured and all of a sudden Love is lamped into this you know absolutely yeah. green he won't be to be fair so this is it's great the fact that we get a second quarterback up to speed yeah and I mean Love said it himself he said like they asked him about Blake Bortles and they said you know how, how is he to the quarterback room because it's just those boys in there with Kurt yeah. uh, with the long hair which is a uh, you know a bit of a man crush on so you know, they asked him, Blake Bortles, oh, what, what is he giving to the room? And they're always sort of fluffy questions. But he turned around and he said, really honestly, uh, which is good, because if, you, if you're going to watch a press conference, watch that press conference, because in about a couple of months' time, he's going to be super polished and not say yeah, anything. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, because he was kind of stopping his questions short because I think he was afraid to elaborate or go on anymore in case he put his foot in it. But when he's talking mm. about Blake Bortles, he said, it's great to have him around. He's got way more experience than me, obviously. And he said, it's good to ask him about what it's actually like out there. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, how young that amazing to think you know like yeah. it's so like yeah. he's he's never played a game he's no idea what it's like to play in the NFL not I, I owe it he's played as many games as I have it, yeah exactly yeah and so which is terrifying you know, which is and that's the reality and like you say I mean you can't expect a guy to go in and hit the ground running with that type of stuff he needs preseason even then he's not ready you know Portal played Portal played like in in 1764 because he's old mm. 
I was going to do a soundboard. He's so old. Oh, he did. I was going to do oh, one. Did. I was going to do a, a soundbite of, you know, and this is what advice that he gave Jordan Love and it's him doing that Barstool interview. Go, just take a piss and uh, leave it at that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, obviously I was worried about putting the word piss Peace. into the podcast. But here we go. Ali up. Um, any more to say? We've we've cranked out a good half an hour, Daryl, uh, on this mini yeah. camp thing. Yeah, no, but to be fair, like the two things I was, cons- the two things I was delighted about with the mini camp is, one, Jordan loves getting up to speed. And two, it was run-of-the-mill stuff. Apart mm. from the A-Rod questions being peppered at everybody, take that out. It's a normal minicamp. And that's what I wanted to see. Yeah. I just want normal. I don't want any more drama. I just want normal. And I got that. So I'm happy. Yep. And uh, again, try switch off the national media, uh, lads and yeah, ladies. Because it is a lot of tosh, Daryl, isn't it? I mean, they're still trying Absolute to create... pish tosh. Though they are. Mm. I mean, it's stormy teacup stuff. It's all clickbait. And I know clickbait's gotten worse over the years. But like, it's it's like that thing of show me a tweet and I'll write you a 7,000 word piece on it. Like, yeah. it's just, just let it go. I know you've got to earn your money, lads, but just don't click it, people. Don't click it. Yep. Oh, and by the way, do send me on any articles to you don't know who this player is. He was an undrafted free agent. But here's why you should. Um, I need yeah. that story in my life because it comes out every single year and I need to know yeah. why I need to know about the player who no one remembers well, I, just right love, now. I developed this super secret algorithm which pulled up all the facts mm. that nobody else knows and this player is the player that no one else has seen you're going oh you're so clever marry yeah. me yeah it's like hard knocks the minute yeah. they cut to a guy hugging his daughter and leaving and like yeah. fighting against all odds He's going to be working at Subway next year, so yeah, it's just what happens. They, they get your hopes yeah, but up. Was it true that MC Hammer ended up selling mobile phones or something? He burned through all his money. Because, you know, where is he now? Yeah. I love those stories. Uh, mobile phones, really? I don't know. I'm just I just pulling... I mean, I think that's what he's doing. Uh, but, you know, did it's he... very hard to sell them if mm. you can't touch them. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah. Can you get reception? don't know. Yeah. I, I'd like to buy a phone off you. You can't touch this. But I'm trying to buy... No, you can't. Oh, yeah, he wouldn't make the worst salesman ever, wouldn't he? He really would. Uh, and, it, you know, it, it's like your man. What's that DJ? I like big butts. Can you imagine him being a, like working in a restaurant or something? Baby like, got back. Yeah. Amazing. Imagine that. Imagine going in and being like, I'm looking at the menu. The specials look great. What do you like? I like big butts in it. You know, and yeah. you're just like, uh, yeah. okay, we're going to go somewhere else. Bard. You're Bard, mate. Yeah, you're Bard. See you. So, anyway, that's how we end this podcast this week, uh, uh, just yeah. as we planned it, Daryl. <laughs> exactly. Uh, from I mean, himself. It's on my list. Yeah, it's, it's down there, right at the very bottom. And any other business. He likes big butts. Any so, other butts? <laughs> no ifs or buts about it. So, I've been oh. at Stevie the NFL. He's been at Daryl J. O'Brien. Give him a follow at UK Packers across socials. Get onto Patreon because of the 1960s. Oh, stop that. Stop that. Uh, that is Russian for Go Pack Go. Just don't. Don't look at yeah, it. Just don't, 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 don't look at it. It's facts. It's science, but don't look at yeah, it. Don't, don't look at it. Um, yeah, it's goodbye for this week. See you.